On today's episode of the Telehealth Heroes podcast, we get to talk with Dr. Susan Mazur, who is the CEO and co-founder of Healing Healthcare Systems, who create music and television programs found in thousands of hospitals and clinics uh, nationwide. Susan, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Brandon. So tell us a little bit more about Healing Healthcare Systems and, and the service you guys provide. Okay, so um, a little background. My husband and I are professional musicians. And for many years, uh, we played full-time professionally. And then uh, in the early 80s, I started working with nurses. By the late 80s, uh, Dallas, Dallas Smith is my husband. He and I were working together and uh, the question we asked is, given that music helps patients in so many ways, how can we deliver the music that will really comfort them in the middle of the night? Mm. Because a nurse had asked us, what can I do for my patients at three in the morning? And we looked around and the technology in every patient's room was the patient television. So we began exploring how to deliver the music through closed circuit television. And that begged the question of now we're in video land mm -hmm. and what should the images look like? In the 80s, a lot of research came out about the impact of views of nature for patients recovering from surgery, for the designs of hospital rooms, and we decided that this uh, music should ha be a 24-hour channel because the patient day is 24 hours, mm -hmm. the nights being the most difficult, and also that the images should follow the research. In 1984 or 5, I think, researcher Roger Ulrich came out with a paper that showed that post-surgical cardiac patients whose windows faced a park where they could see flowers and trees and sky versus on the other side of the hall, their window really looked at a brick wall because a building had been built right next mm -hmm. to their building. And he found that the patients who had views of nature had 50% less complications, left the hospital a day and a half earlier, and just got better, much better mm. outcomes. That literally changed hospital construction mm. and design, because many of the intensive care units were inner, inner units without windows. They were kind of in the middle right. of the hospital. And they found that patients who had no sense of day and night were prone to having ICU psychosis, which could be terminal. Mm -hmm. So we adopted uh, production standards that really ensure that this channel, which is now called the CARE channel, CARE being an acronym for a continuous ambient relaxation environment, would serve patients over the full 24-hour day. So at night, there's a midnight star field and the patients can leave the channel on all night. The music is more restful. 
and during the day it's more active, which it should be during the right. day. So how do you go about creating this music and, and deciding what to play and what images to create? And what, t talk a little bit more about that process of creating uh, this experience. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the music. That when we began, what really started the company was the music of my husband and myself, mm -hmm. which is non-commercial. Remember, I'm a harpist and he plays woodwinds. But what we came to really look at was looking at artist-composers whose music was compatible. Because if we're looking at 24-7, 360 days a year, we have to offer enough variety mm -hmm. and compatibility. So it has to have consistency and variety, which seem to be incompatible, but they're very compatible. So we have... 40 to 50 artists, composers, performers, whose music we have selected and we license to use on the Care Channel. Mm. The images are shot specific for the standards of this channel, meaning we want, they have to be brilliant, mm -hmm. they have to show the best of nature, we have to have variety, if we have water, we have to have land because some people have water phobias. Right. Um, we have to have sky, but not hurricanes. We have to have wildlife, but not animals eating each other right. or chasing each other, not aggressive. Yeah. We want to have some wind, but not hurricanes. And our producers shoot to those standards. Mm. Uh, the Production of the Care Channel is a slower production format than most commercial channels. Because if you look, a single 30-second commercial may have a thousand edits. Right. Right. They jump scene to scene to scene. And the Care Channel is the opposite of that. So the transitions from scene to scene have to make sense. They're slower. And also, we want the viewer to be able to really look and understand and see inside that landscape mm -hmm. details that we never have time to look at. So we send our videographers all over the country and also to other countries. We've sent them to South America, to Belize, to um, Patagonia. We've sent them wow. to uh, Italy to the mountains in Italy, we've mm -hmm. sent them uh, to Alaska and also Hawaii and places abroad. They have been to Vietnam wow. and shooting so much beautiful footage. So we want to touch all those places. So it's a really a global sense of natural beauty, not just specific to the United States. Oh, fantastic. And that's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. That's never stopped since the day we started producing this. So how, how does it work? A patient is in their hospital room, they have a TV, and it's, it's just one of the channels that they can click through and, and, and get to the... Uh, that's the right. Account. It's yeah. a closed-circuit channel. Yeah, okay. And the content lives at the hospital. Okay. So it's not broadcast over the Internet, which is still unreliable. Mm -hmm. And we update... The library is 84 non-repetitive hours of content. Oh, wow. 
now in HD and soon in 4K, although hospitals are not really prepared yeah. for 4K <laughs> broadcast. Um, and that that content is updated every year. Mm -hmm. So, so there's with with the you know traditional healthcare is in the hospital, but as things have gone mm -hmm. on and COVID hit, a lot of care is being pushed out away from hospitals to the home and to uh, maybe smaller That's care right. clinics and communities. How are you adapting to the changing times to support the people wherever they are? So for the last few years, we have offered Care Connect to our hospital clients for them to license it and to provide a link at no cost to their patients on their websites. Oh, okay. Just this year, based on hundreds of requests from patients, we have launched a white label app called Relax With Care, which can be accessed at home by anyone Apple TV, Roku, Android, uh. um, all those basic platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, the care, Relax With Care can be downloaded and it's a minimal, minimal fee. And again, it offers ample content and we've gotten great feedback. We just launched it this past April. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that allows the patients themselves to be consumers and to go get it from Roku or Apple or wherever they consume. That's right. It allows anyone who needs it to get it. And not only does it offer the care channel, but we have a sister channel, Care with Guided Imagery. Oh. Guided Imagery is a narrative that allows the patient or listener to use their imagination to improve their health. And this is really an honor of the mind-body mm. relationship, which is indivisible. Mm -hmm. So care for the hospitals, care with guided imagery is offered in English and Spanish. On Relax With Care, we currently have it in English, but soon we'll have it in Spanish. So it's, it's kind of becoming more like that the mindfulness, the meditative type uh, experiences right. that, that help promote health through these type of experiences. You've been doing this for 30 years, and I'm sure you've had your fair share of um, positive experiences or um, stories from uh, listening to this. Do you have any uh, interesting stories or, or I guess, successes uh, over those, those years that uh, you're willing to share? So as I told you, my husband and I are both professional musicians for decades. Mm -hmm. And... We went down to the Bay Area for a, an opening, a showing of a documentary about Don Lewis, a well-known musician in the Bay Area, and also very much honored in the NAM History Museum because he developed MIDI before MIDI. At that showing, we met Fred Cotero. And Fred Cotero is a well-known producer. He produced Barbara Streisand, he, in fact, he was the one who picked People as her title track, which was how, what broke her career in, as well as many, many other uh, mm. very, very famous people. In fact, if you go to his house, he lives in the Bay Area, you'll see gold records all over his wall. Yeah. Well, Dallas hadn't seen him for maybe 40 years. So he starts talking to Fred, Fred is now in his 80s. <laughs> and he tells him what we're doing now. 
and talks about the care channel and Fred starts tearing up. And Fred tells us that he was in the hospital for three months with a serious health condition. And the only thing that saved him was this nature channel. And he could never find out, what is that? Who is that? And when Dallas told him what he did, he realized <laughs> that it was the care channel. And I can't begin to tell you how moving it was for Dallas and for Fred and for me right. to know how important we were to him separate from our relationship mm. and how enduring the impact right. had been. What, what does the future hold for, for your company? And what, you know, is TV the, the, the thing of the future or are there other things that you guys are exploring and, and how to make it, uh, how to bring this type of experience to patients? So we have kept up with the times. <laughs> we have Care Connect, which you can get on any device, mm -hmm. tablet, phone, computer. We have Relax With Care, any device. We also worked for three years to launch Care VRX. Oh, VR. So we provide a virtual reality app. Well, hold on, well, hold on one second. I got something. Okay. I'm going to put on my uh, VR headset for this part of the conversation. So go ahead and proceed there. <laughs> Care VRX is produced with the same concerns that we had when we produced the Care Channel. Yeah. So for anyone who's tried virtual reality, you know that you can get cyber sickness. That's meaning true. Meaning get kind right, of right, right. dizzy and disoriented because things move too fast and your sensory system is hijacked by the VR headset. Uh -huh. So we produced it to avoid that. So the production of Care VRX follows the same kind of research. We don't want anyone falling. We want them to be able to sit there in a natural environment and look around 360 uh -huh. degrees, look down, look up, also to be able to control the viewpoint, meaning that a little triangle will come up and if a viewer looks at it for a couple of seconds, it will take them to that place gotcha. and they will then look at that space from that point of view. Yeah, yeah. so like in, in this VR space, you allow them to, to immerse themselves into this environment with the sound all around them. So it's really a, a, a truly immersive um, experience, not just That's right. on, on, you know, a 2D on a wall uh, TV thing, but you're in the middle of that. That's right. How has that and been also, how has that been received so far? So the companies we're working with are big hitters in the virtual reality space. The first one that we started working with is XR Health, yep. which became a telehealth provider. And they are based in Boston and Tel Aviv. And they not only have Care VRX 360 and the virtual reality in English and Hebrew, but they also wanted a cinema viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So that means you put on the headset and it's like you're in a drive-in theater. So you have nature around you and the screen is in front of you. So patients have a choice 
of what they want. We've been with them for about three years. We also work with MindVR, M-Y-N-D-V-R, and they're in the long-term care space. Mm. So they are doing really great work in research and they allow um, their viewers to have care um, as we provide it, care with guided imagery, and soon we'll be able to provide the full care channel to the facilities that they work with. Right, right. Well, th this is exciting because we are also embarking into uh, telehealth land as well for providers mm -hmm. to connect with patients to have virtual visits uh, in, in the VR space. Right. Um, and, and one of the things that, that we talk about is using VR for uh, enhancing therapeutic modalities. And so if you want to provide exposure therapy to some of the spiders or somebody who's got uh, uh, fear of heights, you can take them up to a, a tall building in virtual reality and it's safe and, and they, they can have that exposure. But I, I definitely see that the sounds and the environment uh, having that type of immersive experiment, experience is part of uh, therapy. And it's certainly something that makes sense to, to add to the, um, the, the arsenal of tools available to providers who are using, or doxamy providers who are using uh, VR to provide care to patients. So as you've gone and done this over the past several decades, what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced um, in delivering this product uh, at high quality to, to patients? I would say the biggest barrier has been that especially when we started, anything that was video was considered entertainment. Mm. So it was difficult to get past the entertainment factor because our goal is and remains and was at that time to have the care channel be part of the patient care plan. And in order to do that, that meant physicians, nurses, clinicians had to stop thinking about how they used the television Friday night after work uh -huh. and start thinking about how does media really serve our patients and also what is the impact of commercial television on our acute care patients? Because remember, you're not going to get into the hospital if you, if you are not sick enough mm -hmm. because everything is reverted to home care. Well, if you're in a hospital room and the easiest channel to get is CNN or Fox or MSNBC or all those news programs, that's an assault of continual repetitive news <laughs> on someone who can barely handle what's going on with them. Right. So even when you think about 9-11, on the weeks that followed, all you saw were the Twin Towers right. falling. You saw them fall hundreds and hundreds of times, and stories about, about people who were in wheelchairs stuck on the 70th floor didn't get out. Mm -hmm. So in rehab hospitals, it was very important they had other programming to oh, offer. Yeah. And, and nature, the, the regenerative quality of nature is really hopeful to patients who wonder if they're ever going to recover. Right. Right. And it's also universal. It's not complicated. They can recognize it even if it's a place they've never been to, right? Mm -hmm. They recognize it. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. That so I think the, the, the environment is such a calming, relaxing, healthy place to be. And when you have a sick patient, you can't take them to the environment, to these places. And they're often in the middle of cities. But you can bring that to the patient through TV, through things like virtual reality, through the, the technology we have available to us today. Uh, and, uh, and I can absolutely see how it, it would be successful. Studies have shown that mediated nature, nature that is provided as a potted plant, which is not a mm. plant in a garden, a picture of a tree or a garden, not the garden itself, um, represent, representational nature provided in many forms. That's why I call it mediated. Mm -hmm. Triggers the same kind of response as if we were there. So for example, a patient room that's devoid of any natural elements, not a picture of a garden, not if it's a potted plant, great, but what if it dies? What if patient's yeah. there and all of a sudden those flowers, that a silk plant will appear real to our imagination. Mm -hmm. And if they're devoid of that, they just don't do as well. Mm -hmm. So finally, we have enough research that the whole industry of health design has accepted how important nature is and they're building it right into buildings from the onset of either building a new building or a renovation. Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate all your wisdom and knowledge you've shared with us. Oh, I'm so happy anytime, and I appreciate your questioning and your interest in our work.